Hey everybody, I'm Jack Midkiff and welcome to my podcast. I'm so thankful that we get to spend this time together. I, a lot of people have um, let me know that they're watching and I just want you to know that means so much to me. It really does. You could do anything else with your time, but when you, uh, some people have told me they've listened on airplanes, they've told me that they've listened on their way to work and um, that's pretty cool. So I appreciate that, and I just, um, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your ideas for maybe some, for sort of future podcasts. Uh, what, what would you like for me to talk about? Because I like a lot of stuff in life. I like uh, anything that has a motor, I'm on it. Music, lots of different genres. I will not say all, but lots of different genres. I like that. Um, so yeah, and I'm kind of like an open book. So a lot of people know a lot about me, uh, because I tell them <laughs> and that's okay too. So if you uh, have anything that you'd like for me to talk about on a podcast, whether it be a spiritual matter, whether it be a, just a, you know, a normal thing that we live with in the world today. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your input. What do you like about the podcast? What would you like to see different, possibly? Uh, I won't be offended if you give me criticism, if you won't be offended if I ignore it. How's that? <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it's a wonderful thing to be able to connect. I'm thankful for social media. You can follow me on social media at Jack underscore Midkiff on just about all those. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I have a TikTok, uh, whatever else. Maybe Twitter, I've got one of those. I'm not sure I'm real active on it right now. But you never know when I get up and I get expired, uh, inspired. <laughs> I'm not going to expire for a long time. All right, so today is uh, one of those, I kind of think it's fun. My team brought to me the idea of answering some questions on this podcast so uh, the questions I answer, you could email me your answers, so I'll get to know some of you guys. And first of all, let me tell you, my email address is just jackmidkiff at gmail.com. Am I the most proficient at checking my email every day? Well, by faith, I am. In reality, sometimes it takes me there, too. So but I would love to read your emails with the answers to some of these questions. And question number one is, where were you born? I was born in a small coal town in southern West Virginia called Logan, West Virginia. My dad, my grandfathers, a lot of my cousins actually still work in and around the, the mining industry. That industry has uh, depleted quite a bit over the last few years, but I come from a coal mining town. I was born in Logan, and every Saturday morning, it was one of those little towns, and I've taken my children back, but it's nowhere near the same, because uh, now there's, you know, super centers and all these big places and strip malls and stuff that are away from downtown, but when I was growing up, there was a downtown in Logan as a matter of fact, it was Stratton Street, and we would go down, there was a, a dime store, anybody remember dime stores? There was a dime store, and the, the craziest thing about the dime store for me was 
you had to have a dime to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you, you had to have a dime to get in the bathroom. I mean, you had to pay to get in the bathroom. So I hope you had some change, you know, if if the urge was real strong. I don't remember any accidents at the dime store, so I think I was always okay. But um, Logan was just a it's one of these other um matter of fact the second the second uh question today right after where were you born is what is a favorite childhood memory one of my favorite childhood memories uh, i'll just go ahead and jump into that one of them is going to logan every saturday it was a deal where we didn't go to town every day we lived out in the country a little bit and now I'm not saying I walked to school uphill both ways with my shoes off. No, I'm not saying that. But because my dad worked hard, my mom worked hard, they always provided for us. My dad had rent, rental property. So God was always, you know, there to bless us. And, and although I'm told there was hard times when I was little because of the, uh, the coal companies where I'm from, they would strike sometimes. My dad always made it happen. You know, he, he sold and bought cars. He um, would, uh, one year, matter of fact, just the other day, I was telling a story to one of my children, I think it was Jackie Lee, about, or maybe Kenzie, I'm not sure, one of the boys, I was telling about my dad being a school bus driver for a, for a moment. And he asked, why was Papa Jack driving a school bus? And it's because the coal company was striking and we need money. And so he got out and, and he started driving a, a school bus for a little while. And uh, so, yeah. But one of my favorite, favorite childhood memories is going to Logan, West Virginia on a Saturday. And my dad would let us out and we would be, it'd be my mom and I. And we would just go from store to store. And then at Christmas time, oh my goodness, that was the best in logan west virginia because the the streets were literally so crowded with people and it was everything a hallmark movie says a small town should be it was that the the street was pretty narrow the stores were on both sides there were stores everywhere if you go there now it's not like that but uh anyway it was just wonderful memories now this is not my memory this is my sister's memory they're a little bit older than me so they had kind of a different era of time that uh that they spent with them on saturdays in logan but uh, my dad was a car trader he traded vehicles like a lot and so he would take them and drop them off this was before i was born he would go and trade cars and sometimes i think i've heard the story that he has traded as much as three or four times before he ever came back and got them. So, um, as in one day. But one time, my sister, I think it was my oldest sister, uh, Betty, she said, Daddy, we have to look for you because we can't look for the car. We never know. So, so going to Logan, West Virginia was actually a really good childhood memory of mine. Another childhood memory of mine, and I know this says favorite, but... I've got a few. I'll just share maybe one more. Is uh, I would ride my my motorcycle. I had always had a dirt bike from the time I was uh, in the first grade, so I was about six. And uh, I would get out and go 
ride motorcycles with my friends. My my cousin Michelle, she had a motorcycle at one time just like mine. And then I got a little bigger motorcycle and and uh she did too and but then also my friend Scott Thomas, we would go out and literally go out in the mountains and stay all day during the summertime just on motorcycles. So those are a couple of my favorite childhood memories being uh raised. I was in West Virginia, Tau's about 11 or something like that. And then I've lived in Tennessee ever since. It says, if you could go back, here's another question. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Have you got a minute? <laughs> and I know it says one piece. It's just so hard to give one piece because now that I'm not 18 anymore, I see so many things that, that could have helped 18-year-old Jack. At 17 years old, I had a pretty traumatic experience in my life. Um, my dad went to heaven unexpectedly, and I finished my uh, senior year in high school, and my mom felt like she needed to be back in West Virginia, so she moved, and uh, my sister lived for a time in Sevierville, Tennessee, where I was living. She moved with my mother, so I didn't have any family. And so at 17, 18 years old, I was pretty much by myself in a city that I loved, in a little town that I loved, I should say, and had lots of friends. I played music for a living at that time. Um, but one thing, if, if I could tell 18-year-old Jack anything, is um, don't overthink life. I've always... I've always Kind of, and I'm going to use this word. I don't worry about a thing, um, but I've always been that person that was really concerned about other people's opinions. I still have to fight that today, to be honest with you. Some people may think that hard to believe, but it's it's a truth. And if I could convince my 18 year old self of anything, stop overthinking. I heard someone say that. Uh, and I can't quote it exactly, but all those times that you were concerned about what other people were thinking about you, they really weren't thinking about you. <laughs> so, uh, and now here's my second piece of advice that I would give my 18-year-old self. Go to school. I got out of high school, and I was so enthralled with the music business and what, uh, you know, I felt like I had to do it now. I had to, I had to just play music. I had to. And what I wished, I don't know, because I wanted to go to broadcast school. I wanted to go and be a working radio is what I really wanted to do at that time. And there was, at that time, I don't believe it still exists, but at that time there was actually a broadcast school in Knoxville. And uh, there was some things, you know, I didn't really know how to get the funding, and I didn't really... You know, there really wasn't anybody around me at that moment to to kind of push me or help me get that funding. So I didn't. But number one is don't overthink things. Just trust God. Number two is go to school. That's what I would have told 18-year-old Jack. All right, next question. What does your morning routine look like? It, some of the things I do in the morning varies, but it's uh, actually, I guess maybe it's the same. It's just I use different things in this routine. I get up, 
And the first thing I have tried to train myself to do is to say, good morning, Holy Spirit, and to to make the statement, uh, my wife, for those of you all that don't know, my wife, we were married for 27 years, and she went to heaven six years ago. And we started very young in our marriage saying, this is the day the Lord has made. And then the other one would say, I will rejoice and be glad in it. When our children was born, we taught them, this is the day the Lord has made. And they would repeat back to, they would say back to us, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, right now for me, I get up, of course, by myself, and I always try my best to say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And I say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Because the things you decide, you will get done. The things that you... um you ignore won't get done so uh, i want to always rejoice in the lord and be glad in it so i make that decision this is the day the lord has made i'll rejoice and be glad in it some of the things i do in my morning routine also is i i turn something on to get my soul happy a lot of days that is one of my favorite preachers and i love uh, i love his music in his church and so i'll turn one of their most recent services on and just let it play because it goes for an hour and a half or so and so i'll just let their service play other times i might get up and turn willie's roadhouse on from sirius xm radio and yes that is country music i love country music somebody's well i i'm just gonna say i like it a lot right so i listen to country music sometimes sometimes I don't watch the movie, but sometimes one of my favorite things is to watch the John Wayne movie. So I can't watch a movie every morning, obviously. So I get up and uh, I turn, sometimes I turn a John Wayne movie on. Why? I don't really know why that makes my soul happy, but it does. It just makes me feel good. And so um, maybe it's I'm subconsciously imaging myself as John Wayne for the day. I don't know. Maybe not, <laughs> but those are some of the things I do. Um, I go to the gym almost every day, but I usually go at night because, um, you know, to go in the morning would be super early, and I don't know. I just hadn't got back in that. I have gone in the morning, but most of the time I go to the gym at night, so when I get up, I just start getting ready for my day, and those are some of the things I do. When I get to uh, work or whatever, that's usually when I read my Bible. I usually start, uh, I, always, I always put the Word in my day, and, and um, I listen to things most mornings that produce the Word, but I don't necessarily read my Bible first thing. I get up, and I get to moving, and then early on in the day, I'll usually find a time to sit down and read the Word. All right, next question what was your favorite trip you've ever taken wow you know one thing that LaDonna and I decided when we were very young we would always take a vacation it was probably now that she's not here that was probably more her pushing than me because <laughs> I don't uh, I don't focus on that a lot just simply because not that I don't think they're important I went on vacation this year and last year with my children and I love spending time with the ones that 
that love me and that I love them. So vacations are super important. And we always did that. But she always made that happen. She always made sure we got everything together. Because early on in our life, uh, it wasn't easy to go anywhere because of finances and things. So she was always creative. The favorite place that I've ever gone, um, I must say, it says favorite trip. So because I have so many incredible memories, I think the favorite place I ever went, probably, I'm just going to say this, is the first time we ever went to Discovery Cove in Orlando, Florida with our children. Um, it was the most exciting thing because we'd never been to anything like that before. So that's probably one of the biggest memories that stick out. One of the favorite places I've ever gone is Colorado. We got to spend a week. We split the week in Telluride and then in Lake City. Um, that was one of probably the most memorable places that I've ever gone to. But my favorite vacation memory is probably spending time with my family in Florida, and that first trip to Discovery Cove was like a wow moment. So, And if you don't know what Discovery Cove is, Google it. It's a great place. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> I smell cornbread is what I'm saying. Uh, if I could only have one meal, I would probably say I would I'd take soup beans and cornbread. And if you don't if you're not country enough to know what soup beans is, that's pinto beans. Um you know you get your protein, you get all the succulents of a wonderful tasting meal. <laughs> and I mean there's lots of things I, I like to eat. I love to eat um Asian food. Might have that for lunch today. Um, I like pizza. I like spaghetti. I like lots of stuff. But if I had to choose one meal for the rest of my life, I'm I'm taking cornbread and soup beans. <laughs> that's just that's just where I'm at. And and a meal's not complete without a dessert, right? So it has to be peach cobbler. <laughs> All right, next question. How can you be peaceful during hard times? That's an excellent question. And there again, I'm going to go back to the fact that it's a decision. You're not peaceful automatically. Because the things that people bring you stuff every day, whether it's warranted or unwarranted, in other words, whether you welcome it or whether you don't welcome it, uh, people will bring you things that are absolutely hard. Life brings you things that are absolutely hard. Uh, the two hardest days of my life. Uh, the hardest day is when I had to say goodbye to my wife. And the next hardest day on that um was when my dad passed away those are hard days there's lots of other times that are hard as well I had a hard time hard days when my son called me and said hey 
I've been diagnosed with cancer. So life is full of hard days. All right. Suck it up, buttercup. But it's to find that place that your mind can be settled be uneventful for a moment that's why i get up every day and try to get my soul happy because your soulish realm first of all let me say this i am a spirit i possess a soul and i live in a body i'm not what my body always is and i'm not what my soul my mind always thinks i am who christ created me to be that's that's what my spirit is my spirit is renewed in christ So, I would say that you find that place that your mind can settle down. You find that place that you can look forward to something past the circumstance that you're dealing with that is hard. And I have no other place to tell you to do that but Jesus Christ. My hope in Jesus Christ The Word says, um, you know, nothing less than Jesus Christ in righteousness. Because in the hard times, we don't have answers or they wouldn't be hard times. We, We don't have the remedy or most of the time it wouldn't be a hard time. Because if I know the answer, then I'm not alarmed if I if or if I can change the outcome, I'm not affected. But when things come that we don't have any control over, and we, can, we, we pray and we stand in faith, and still things happen that we don't understand, that's when, in my opinion, that's hard times. So we have to find that shelter, that solace. We have to find that place of peace. And there's no other peace like Jesus' peace. Because he has a peace that passes all understanding. I don't even know why I would be able to be happy today in the natural. There's so many things I could tell you that's happened in my life that I could be depressed, I could be on meds, I could be all this stuff, but I've made a decision. I'm not going to be that because I know the truth. See, you can make decisions based on your circumstances, or you can make decisions based on the truth. And when you make decisions based on the truth, the outcome is so much better. Well, the truth is, Christ is the only way. He is the way, the truth, the life. And there's no other way to the Father but the Son. There's so many people worshiping so many things today, consciously and unconsciously. And a lot of times that's why there's a lack of peace. And you can find peace in the universe for a minute. And then the universe changes. You can find peace in a relationship for a minute. And then the relationship will change. You can find peace in a bottle for a minute. And then the circumstances and the bottle will change. But when you find your peace in God. There is absolutely um, nothing better. All right, I apologize. I really do about the tears today because I didn't mean to do that. 
But that's just that's just all right, I guess. So, the last question, what can I do to build my faith? The B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> that's the book for me. That's the only thing that will, that will make your faith stronger. We are given faith by God. The Word says that He gives all measure... All men, the measure of faith. So you're able to have faith today because of the faith given to you by God. How do I build it and make it stronger? The Word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You have to understand, faith always has to have an object. Like I drove my car over here today. I, I didn't even give it a thought. I went to the garage, opened the door, got in my car, punched the button. It started, drove out come over today i'm going to leave this room in a little while go out get in my car why because i believe that car is going to run a lot of reasons why i believe that car is going to run but i believe that car is going to run so my actions are um, a direct result of the faith that i have in the object that i need to get me from place to place now a car is a very frivolous thing compared to God, but I just wanted you to understand that no matter what you have faith in, I mean, I have faith that this table is not going to fall over. I wouldn't set my coffee, my Opryland USA coffee. I, I'm not going to set my coffee down on this table if I think the top of this is going to fall off because I'd lose my coffee and it'd be, make a mess. So I have faith. I believe in this, in this table. So in life, Anything, anytime you use your faith, it has to have an object. Well, in the scheme of life, overall, uh, the big picture, my faith is in Jesus Christ. How do I build my faith in Jesus Christ? John 1, 1 said, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The only way to build my faith in Jesus is to get him in me, to get in that relationship with him, and that's to build the Word of God in my life. All right? There was one more question that I, I, I told one of my producers that I didn't want to necessarily talk about, so they took it off the list, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it because they gave it to me, and I'm going to talk about it as we leave here today. The most influential people in my life. Last question. The most influential people in my life. Number one and number two, I would have to say, and we're talking about people, we're not talking about God, okay? Number one and number two is Jack and Doyle Midkiff. They have been great parents, and I'm very thankful for them. Number three, who is the most influential person in my life? I'm telling you, there's a bunch but I got to tell you, uh, I never met this man. But I've heard so many stories about how he did his business. I love the originality of his craft. And some of y'all probably thinking that I'm talking about a preacher. I'm not. Probably one of the most, I'm talking about, I started watching his TV shows from the 1950s and 60s when I was a young teenager through the Nashville Network. I have talked to people that were employed by him. I've watched documentaries. So my mom and dad are the most 
influential people. But how I live my life and how I treat people have been greatly affected by Ernest Tubb. He had things that he would say like, if you want a better neighbor, be a better neighbor. Um, just lots of things that he has said in his life in it, that has affected me. And so there it is. Jack, Doyle, and Ernest. <laughs> hey, I've enjoyed this time together. It's went just a little longer than the others usually do, but um, that's okay. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Tell everybody about this podcast. Share it if you would. Um, make it known because I want it to be a place where we can get together and talk about things in the spirit, things that are not necessarily in the spirit, but things that are just in life. And um, just, I hope it makes you smile. I hope that it touches your heart. And uh, I'm Jack Midkiff. You've been watching my podcast, listening to my podcast, and I appreciate it. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, shoot me a hello through one of the socials or jackmidkiff at gmail.com, and I will see you next time. <laughs>